I'm here with, or my name is Sachi Sharma, and I'm here with Tanvi Pandia, Carson Fonauer, I am Karan, Anirudh Lopati. Great! So today, um, we're going to start off talking about something very near and dear to my heart, something I personally take extremely seriously. Um, so recently, it's been college application and decision season. Um, back in November, October, uh, December, people were submitting their apps, and now, December through April, we have been receiving our decisions back. Something that's kind of striked me as annoying or odd, in my opinion, is the fact that a lot of people who get into their EDs will just keep all the rest of their applications um, in for consideration just to see, quote unquote, where they get it. Um, or they'll be just applying to the most competitive schools for fun, you know, just to see if they get in, but they wouldn't actually go. Uh, the reason that I feel like this is kind of harmful is because, especially in today's day and age, everything is extremely competitive. Um, colleges are getting the most EAED applications they've ever seen, 40 to 80,000, like tripling, tripling the amount of applications they've ever seen. Um, and that definitely has an effect on the amount of people A, that get in and B, the amount of people or the people that want to get in not getting in uh, and losing their spot to people that don't really want to get in. Um, so yeah, I just think that that is just a harmful process. What about you guys, Anirudh and Ayan? Um, you guys are, you guys have finished applying to colleges. Like, do you guys kind of get a little worried? Like, especially in today's, day and age everyone is like extremely qualified and to get into these top schools you have to be some sort of like superpower um or just like extremely extremely unique or something that is almost impossible to achieve a standard that i feel like is impossible to achieve or to know how to achieve at least um and it's just kind of like a game of luck kind of like the lottery because when you've got like when you get like eighty thousand applications i mean how much are they really going to consider each and every application within the span of four months? Yeah, I think we're pushing kids to like their limits right now. Like I saw this LinkedIn profile of some kid in Georgia. He's done like 25 different things. He started like 20 different companies. And it's like, it's kind of crazy how like this is now the new threshold we have to compete with. And then now with kids just applying to universities that they aren't even going to go to, it just gets really, really competitive. Yeah, actually, it's only kids like that, like the extremely, extremely qualified kids that are like, yeah, I'm just going to apply here for fun, just to see. Because, like, they know they're going to end up going to a different school, or, or it's really not, like, somewhere they would seriously consider it. But it's a good enough school for them to apply to, to boost their ego and be like, yeah, I got into this school. And it's only, the, like, extremely qualified kids, so chances are they are actually taking away someone's spot, uh, which is unfortunate. I mean, also... I think that people that are applying to like top tier schools, they don't know exactly if they're going to get in, even if they're overqualified. It's a lot of luck in the process. So even if you're extremely qualified and you apply to a school that you think that you or someone else might think that you have a 100% chance to get in, there's still a chance that you don't get in. So I feel like a lot of kids who are overqualified are looking to better their chances. Like in getting yeah, into top no, school. I totally, I totally agree with that. But I'm talking about people that 
wouldn't really consider that as an option. Like for example, maybe they know they can't afford it or maybe they know that the desired program isn't at that school. So they're applying for something that they wouldn't actually go for. Or maybe they know they would never move to Indiana, but they still apply to like Purdue. So it's just uh, things like that. And then the ED situation that I was talking about as well, like you've already gotten into your top choice, just withdraw your application and give other people a shot. it's just like so immoral and unethical. And yeah, I just think that that's just such a toxic part of college that is becoming a really big part of our culture, especially in the Bay Area. Um, and it's just really sad to see. Okay, moving on. Um, so next we wanted to talk about the State of the Union. Uh, Joe Biden gave his speech to Congress and there was a lot of, it looked like a reality TV show. I don't know, it, it, it just like people booing, people yelling things at him, calling him names, and vice versa, him yelling back. Uh, And I've just seen that the culture in our government has just gotten so callous and overly casual. There's no sense of formality or proper decorum anymore. Um, And I mean, as as people working for the government representing our country, I think that they need to work a little bit harder to, to preserve the reputation that we once had as professionals and as people with dignity. Uh, I mean, yesterday looked like the UK's uh, parliamentary parliamentary program and it was just like so, so embarrassing. Not yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think uh, right now we're in a state of this country where both parties kind of just view each other as like, you know, the enemy and stuff like that. And we're seeing that more play out in the present state of the union even though the state of the union is supposed to be more of like a uniting thing and stuff like that and instead they're just screaming at the president yeah i mean i understand that not everyone likes the president and even like four years ago not everyone like likes the president um but it's the president's job and it's it's everyone else's job to you know respect each other like you're there for a reason whatever you feel about each other's opinions like you know you have to show a certain level of respect um and just not be i don't know like obnoxious in the government yeah i mean i feel like even as kids we're taught that if you have a teacher or a principal or even just like a fellow student that you don't like or you don't get along with um you're still taught to respect them and speak to them with a certain level of kindness and i think especially in our government the people that we're supposed to look up to that should be demonstrated more than anywhere else where there should be like saji said there should be a level of decorum in the office there should be respect especially with something like the state of the union address which is a tradition and which has gone on for so long and which people should have learned to respect by now that's not the place for booing and screaming and you know, I think that it sort of makes a mockery of the government. And I don't know how like the citizens are like supposed to react when that's the example that's set for them. I think that with what we saw at the State of the Union address, it's more of an issue of vilifying the opposite sides and not even having basic human respect and decency in like doing something that's a very big deal and a lot of people are watching and that a lot of people look up to so i think for this case specifically um 
even whether you're like an extremist whether you're a centrist i think it's important to just have respect and in like important situations like these like have the decorum that is required to make these things go smoothly okay moving on to our last topic of the day something uh i know carson's excited about um i want to talk a little bit about sports um so especially basketball uh has been going off lately i mean we're recording this on the day of uh, the final day for the deadline of trades uh, in the nba yesterday we saw a bunch of very significant trades uh russell westbrook getting traded for d'angelo russell um to the lakers we saw kd get traded to um the the, the Suns. The Suns, that's what I meant. We saw KD get traded to the Suns, which we should talk about. Um, we saw, today we're seeing things like, we just got Gary Payton the second in the Warriors. Um, Kevin Knox. Yeah, we traded Wiseman um, for him. And, uh, and yeah, just seeing a lot of things like that. Uh, the Nets went from someone, a team that you would consider competitive um, and contenders for a ring to losing three of their all-stars within a year. Um, so yeah, kind of significant. And then on top of that, a couple of days ago, we also had LeBron James um, solidify his legacy even more as the all-time leading scorer of the NBA. So yeah, what do you have to say about that, Carson? Um, well, first we'll start with the trades, right? So. Originally in the West, the biggest threat to win the West was uh, the Grizzlies and John Moran. Uh, there was no one really in the eye shot of Jaw in the good, healthy Grizzlies roster. They were very deep um, besides Jaw. They have a strong bench, good defense, and all that. But um, now there's been some changes. Uh, superstar and recently problematic point guard Kyrie Irving just got traded to the Dallas Mavericks to team up with Luka Doncic. And um, I think they could be pretty pretty powerful. Their offense is going to be high-powered, but their defense is pretty lacking because they traded a, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate in Dorian Finney-Smith for him, and I think a lot of picks. So later down the line, they're going to be kind of screwed. I think they there. also just traded Pat Bev. To the Magic, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, people would just be losing their defensive players. Yeah. Um, and then, what's the other team? Uh, the Mavericks. Oh, the Suns. Yeah, so the Suns. Uh, getting Kevin Wright, they traded away uh, Cameron Johnson and Michael Bridges. Um, so Bridges is a really good defender and scorer, but um, KD is obviously one of the best scorers of all time. And you need like adding to any team, gonna be a contender. I just can't really. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think the Grizzlies were ever gonna do it. Like I think they were gonna make it far, but I just don't think that they would have finished it off. Uh, they're just like not there yet as a team. Like in terms of experience and just in terms of like ego, so I don't think that they would have made it all the way. But I mean, you need have a point there. But if you look at all the teams that won the championship in the past, you got you gotta have a strong bench, right? The Grizzlies are young and inexperienced, which is important in the playoffs, right? Because you gotta stay composed, gotta have that veteran leadership and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But and yeah, they're obviously very cocky with their walkouts with the boombox and stuff like that. But um, the Suns bench got really weak trade they trade with like three or four players and all those picks so and you see in the past right because the nets had kd harden simmons durant but their bench sucked and they they went nowhere right yeah i wouldn't even i wouldn't even sleep on the lakers at this point i know it seems unlikely but 
you know, with everything been, like that's been going on, and like I would never doubt LeBron in the playoffs. Uh, he's just been dropping like crazy numbers every single night, and at his age, so yeah, I think he's like pretty much solidified himself as a goat. You know, I, I do I agree with that take. I do agree with that take, even though it is an unpopular opinion. It may be, may be recency bias because I've seen him play my whole life, watch right. him dominate, kill the Warriors a few times. But I think he's just the most talented and has the longevity. I think no like something that people don't often consider is like, I mean, they do consider it, but like the game's changed so much. If you look at Kareem's record, like he only made three threes Yes, ever. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, uh, LeBron's a lot of his points are made out of threes so like you know would they win in a different generation who knows um but yeah I, I just think it's a really cool time for sports for the NBA I'm really excited to see where it gets to in terms of like, the playoffs and like championships um everyone has just been going crazy this season and it's just so hard it's, everyone's just so good like everyone is just crazy good um go Warriors so yeah thank you for listening and uh hope you come back next time uh read the californian <laughs>